Welcome once again to our podcast, Redeemed. Uh, the goal and the idea of our podcast is we want to start talking about what it means to live a redeemed Christian life and how that plays out in our own personal life and how that should make a difference. So I really hope that as uh, we're having some conversations about this, that uh, you'll be able to take something from it, implement it into your lives, and that God can use it for you. So hang with us, and we'll go ahead and get started. Red light. We have a red light. We red need light. a big red light. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It says recording. But we have a red light. I want it to be a blinking red light. <laughs> if we could get on that. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Welcome back to the studio. My knowledge is really limited about the red light. <laughs> and it seems like uh, seems like our studio is ever growing here. So we're going to be trying some new things. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> we're going to try some new things. Yeah. <laughs> Clarify. We might Try. be able to start videoing at some point, so you'd actually be able to see our lovely faces. I don't know if some of you would actually want to see that. Tune in next week. But it could be yeah. interesting. Find our videos on Facebook yeah, at East Coast Baptist Church. But with that being said, thanks again once once again for joining us for another episode of Redeemed and how we just talk about how what it how and what it means to live a redeemed Christian life. Yes. And doing that, we're just working through uh, the uh, the daily Bible readings. Um, you can find the whole schedule on our website, eastcoastbaptistchurch.com. And uh, you can find the reading schedule there if you want to follow along. We just kind of pick and choose the highlights yeah. and uh, things that seem to apply to our lives. Uh, this week we are in, or actually for the last couple of weeks we have been in Joshua, which is a, which is a pretty interesting book. One I'm of not my sure. favorites. I'm not sure it's one of my favorites, but it does have a lot of interesting things in there. <laughs> That's great went, that so it's your favorite. But you it's definitely wrong. not my favorite. <laughs> well, the reason I want to clarify is because I have the tendency to say that every one of these books is my favorite. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I want to. Yeah, be you sure. were a big fan of Leviticus. Y- yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like Joshua, but I'm not sure it's my absolute favorite. I got you. you know what I'm saying? But it is good, and, and I do enjoy the things that are in there. Um, so we have Joshua. He's taken over um, as leader for the Israelites, and uh, he's got a pretty big job ahead of him, okay? Because Moses kind of got him there, and now Joshua's got to get him into the Joshua's got to push the ball across the goal line here. And not only that, he's got to go in and basically conquer Conquered land, you know. Yeah, you could make the argument that he's doing the hard work right now. Uh, well, I don't know. I the, feel like I'd rather do that than have to deal with the Israelites. Absolutely, that's true. Baby, that's true. Moses was stuck babysitting. Yeah, Israelites. Moses, like, can I go fight some people? Like, <laughs> yeah. are we kidding me? I mean, Moses seemed to have to die to deal with the whininess. That's true. Joshua had to deal with it just the getting with the, it done with the wars, but. The more you read here, it doesn't sound like the uh, the battles were all that. No, the Lord was definitely on challenging. The side. Yeah, yep. Lord, and if anything, uh, the Israelites were causing problems for themselves. Yeah, which you know seems to be a pattern. It does. It doesn't does. matter who's in charge. <laughs> yeah, Moses, Joshua. They're always making trouble. For themselves. They're always making mistakes. So we got a city, and most of you who have heard of any kind of Bible story knows of the city of Jericho. That's right. Yes. Jericho, the one where they walk around, they yell, walls come down. Blowing the trumpets. Right. And if you're watching the VeggieTale version of it, they get slushy in their ear. (laughs) Gotta watch out for those slushies. (laughs) (laughs) But we have Jericho. But before that happens, um, Joshua 
secretly sends in two spies, all right, to go look over the land to figure it out. And he says, what? Especially Jericho. Yep. Because if you do a little research on it, Jericho was a very impressive city. It, it was has, It was the stronghold. Yeah. It had some serious walls. Yes. I mean, I think you could – I think if my memory serves me right when uh, I did some study on it, you could ride chariots double up there. Wow. Yeah, it was that wide. It's a big wall. They were big, big walls. They were thick and they were tall. I would want. I'd want to take an extra look at that too. Yeah, exactly. So he kind of wanted to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Well, when the spies get in, what do they? What do they figure out? Well, the city's kind of already in turmoil because they're scared of what they're hearing about the reports from the Israelites. Yep. Because at this point, they've already taken over a few cities. They've killed a few kings, and they're headed their direction. So Jericho's in kind of a bit of an uproar, and the king is very scared. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because this is some abnormal things that he's hearing about, not things that happen every day. And so he's thinking, I'm not fighting a normal battle. I'm fighting against some kind of superpower. You know what I'm some, saying? Some supernatural. Yeah. So anyway, the spies go in. They, they look around. Uh, they like what they see. They like the fact that it's already starting to cause some chaos in there. Yep. And uh, they can already tell the Lord's kind of handing them it, a hand in the city in, yep. hand in the city to them. Yes. Like, I'll get it out here in just a minute. Where is it? Well, I've been up all night doing the graveyard, so <laughs> it can be dangerous That's sometimes right. getting me to speak afterwards, all right? That's why we record. See yeah. what we get. So as night begins to fall, though, uh, the king figures out that these spies are inside the city, and he sends soldiers out to find them. He knew that they were with Rahab, the prostitute, because he sent a message straight to her. Mm-hmm. Said, bring out the men who came to you and entered your house because they have come to spy out the land. Uh oh. <laughs> I feel like, how are they discovered so quickly? Like, I, those aren't very good spies. I, I guess. It sounds like they just walked right in. But it, the spies? Yeah. So then they're like, those are spies. It says they went and entered the house. It went. It sounds like they went right to Rahab's house. Yeah, but to me, um, they probably did stand out because they were not yeah. of that country. You That's know what true. I'm and as a pastor's kid growing up, I never could get away with anything anyway. It seems like somebody <laughs> always saw or somebody always knew. You That's know right. what I'm saying? So it doesn't surprise me that the the, the king had his own spies and could you know had his own yeah. Out. Especially if he was already on edge, that mm-hmm. makes sense. There yeah. is a one of the quest um, commentaries actually does. What's one of the questions is why were they discovered so quickly? But it says, it basically it says like we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but that the point of the story isn't to show the skill of Israel's military. <laughs> you skipped the first sentence there that I think is my favorite. It says perhaps, well, perhaps. As, a, as a result of their ineptitude. Yeah, like they, but like you don't know. But like the point of the story was right. to show how Rahab became Correct. part of the nation. But exactly. I want to know how they That's were a question so I have quickly. for later. Yeah. yeah. Once we get to heaven, you can yeah. ask. What the heck? <laughs> Can I see? Can I, can I talk to the Where two spies? Where are those spies at? I have I've seen enough movies. I know what a spy is supposed to do, and that was not. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. Because that's what I think. I think of like all the spy movies I've seen. Yeah, it's like sneaking yeah. in and disappear, disappear and never nope. see them again. Yeah, these they guys probably, they, they walk in the city. They're like, get them. Sounds like they walked in holding the flag. <laughs> yeah. We're here. <laughs> we'll look at your city for a little uh, bit. Yeah. So anyway. So it's not really clear as to how or why they got found, but they were. Uh, they went to. It looks like Michael said they went directly to Rahab's house. Of yes. So this lady Rahab, who was a person of questionable um, integrity, I guess it would be prostitute. She was a prostitute. Yeah. 
Well, why don't we just come out and say <laughs> it? Just say, well, that's, yeah. what it, that's what it says. It's in well, the Bible. Just call it what it is. It's in the Bible, it's okay. <laughs> All right. She's a prostitute. Which is someone of moral, questionable morality. There you, you go. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And, which is interesting that, anyway, there's a lot of questions that we can ask when we get there. So anyway, so this lady has a choice whether or not to help these spies or not. What does she do? She helps them. She yep. hides them up on a roof, covers them up so they can't be found. Guards come in, search all over, they can't find them. Uh, Rahab understood some. She knew she needed to pick a side. And for some reason, in her mind, she knew that God was on Israel's side. And she knew that the only way she was going to come out of this alive was to be on that side. Pretty lucky for Rahab to be chosen as well. Yep. And then obviously smart on her part to make the right decision. Yep. But Yep. Well, obviously, you know, in some ways, God must have guided the spies to that place. You know, uh, yes. He, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because God's got a plan bigger than anything we can see. And so he had all that figured out. But from our perspective, looking at it from the outside, it's pretty impressive, you yeah. know, that they wound up there, that the one person in the city that would probably help them, <laughs> that's where they wound up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And so so anyway, so she hides them. The guards go about their business. And then she asks a request of them because she knows or has some sense of the fact that God is on their side. Yep. And she says that uh, because I have shown kindness to you, I want you to show kindness to me. And in a way, she's making, she's trying to make some kind of connection with the Israelites, but she's also reaching for the higher power too. You know what I'm saying? Yes. She's also trying to get God on her side. If you will. Yes, and I, you could argue that she is trying to do that through the Israelites mm-hmm. because they're winning yep. all these battles. Yep. In just overwhelming fashion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think what what it really comes down to is at some point we have to make a choice ourselves. Mm-hmm. Which side are you going to land on? You know what I'm saying? I mean, there is a battle going on right now for our minds every day. Yes. And the question is, which side of that battle are you going to line up on? Because one's going to win, one's going to lose. Yes. And uh, in this story with Jericho, Rahab chose the right side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And she and her whole family were spared if, of course, you know, there's always an if to it. That's right. If, if your family was stayed in the house with you. If you did not stay in the house, guess what? Yep. Yep. You yep. die. You did. Because it said, it. Uh, yep. verse 14, if you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us this land. Mm-hmm. And so she did just what the Lord said, and she was spared. I think it's interesting, too, because she made that choice, she got a bigger reward also. She was also, because of this, she was put in the line in the lineage of Jesus, which is also the line in the lineage of King David. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Same line. And I just think it's interesting that uh, God did that for her. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like saying... Yeah, you made the right choice. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good job. That's a good job. You did yeah, it. Good job. And if we're looking at it from our re- living the redeemed Christian life, we have to understand that we do have a choice. Yes. And every day we have a choice. And that choice is which side you can line up on. Uh, sometimes it's a lot easier to line up on the opposite side uh, because sometimes, I mean, I would not say that in this case with Rahab that it was an easy choice for her to make. I mean, because making this choice presented a lot of danger coming from her people and her king. Yes. You know what I'm well, sometimes the, the, it can be the same for us, too. Once we make that choice to follow that, to choose that side, it can it can have some dire ramifications. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, I've heard of uh, 
people in other parts of the world that once they make that commitment and say they're following Jesus, they're immediately persecuted. Yeah, you you're saying that they are very quickly persecuted, excommunicated from their tribe. Yep. They're just on their own. Yep. Once they make that decision, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's the right decision, but it's a tough decision. Yeah. And it can be, it's, we're spoiled here. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yes, we are. And sometimes I think where we live, the line gets blurred. Yeah. And sometimes we don't make the choices we should as hard as we should. I agree. Where it's pretty simple to know, like, where those people are being persecuted, that if I make this choice, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you they know, know that going in. Yep. And that makes the the choice that much more important. Yeah. And personal. So as redeemed Christians, just remember, you got a choice to make. Make sure you line up on the side that's God's. Because if not, you're not certain of the outcome. And if you're working outside his will, it can have some some pretty major uh, consequences. Ramifications. Yeah. yeah. Some major consequences. So make sure you line up on God's side because God's side is the side that will win every time. Every single time. We know how the story ends. Yep. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you can connect with us in person every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 9.45 a.m. And online with Instagram and Facebook. And the daily Bible readings are on the website, eastcastlebaptistchurch.com. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time.